Hey, this is former WWE SmackDown commentator and current Lucha Libre play-by-play -play man, Todd Romero. And you're listening to the host with the most, Jimmy Falcon and gorgeous ladies of wrestling's Grimlina. Alrighty, we are back for another exciting edition of Cloverleaf Radio. I am the host of the most, Jimmy Falcon. It is an absolute honor to welcome back artist and illustrator, Paul Niemeyer. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I love being on the show and uh, just been having a great time uh, going to conventions and meeting old fans and just really having a fun time kind of reconnecting with everybody. So thanks again for having me. Well, it probably wasn't that much fun getting stuck in traffic earlier, though, was it? <laughs> no, but uh, you know what? I, I got a Jeep, and I put the top down, and I was facing in the sun, so I got some rays. I put the Led Zeppelin on, had my iced tea. I was kind of chilling. Well, you know, so we made the best of the situation, but, oh, man. Yeah, two trucks smashed in the, in the construction zone. Like they couldn't have picked a worse spot to play. You know? oh, so, yeah, but I'm here, man. We're good. Well, I know it's been about a year since I saw you last at, at Effing Con, and you've been making the rounds a lot. Uh, what are some of the cons you've been at lately? Well, let's see. Last couple ones, uh, they've actually been pretty local. Um, I drove out to Columbus, Ohio. And uh, uh, I did, did that show. And uh, let's see, before that, I was in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, that was that was an awesome show. That was uh, uh, Southern, no, not, um, 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 what was it? Game, Game Jam South, sorry. Game Jam South. And uh, yeah, I've been, been uh, running all over the place. I've got uh, Bloomington, uh, Illinois, coming up uh, this weekend. From, uh, Actually, I was just texting uh, Tim Kitzrow. He and I are, are carpooling it in the Jeep with the top down and the Led Zeppelin. <laughs> so, there you go. Sounds like the way road, to get around. Road trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I kind of like doing the local shows just for that reason. Um, okay, well, we did, we did uh, uh, um, uh, Milwaukee. You know, I mean, that's just a, it's, it's funny. I can drive to downtown Milwaukee from my home here in New Lenox faster than I can get to downtown Chicago from here. Wow. <laughs> so another state, just because of the way the congestion in the city is just crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I love driving to the shows. You know, just kind of make a road trip out of it. And, you know, it, it, it's cool. It's fun. I, I've, lately, what I've been doing is, is uh, when I go to a city, I will uh, add an extra day or two onto the trip and then go and see, you know, whatever cool thing is in the city. A lot of times art museums, uh, zoos. In Huntsville, I went to the uh, Space Center. That was just amazing. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I've kind of been making it a little bit of a, um, you know, just kind of seeing the country and, and uh, you know, wherever I happen to find myself. Well, then I'll put in a couple of extra days and check things out. I should start making a blog. <laughs> yeah, uh, tripping with Paul. <laughs> yeah, tripping with Paul. Oh, hey, there you go. Tripping with Paul. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm using that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'll give you credit. Give you. Ian came up with it, but you know, I, 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 I'm smart enough to steal it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think of a lot of things, if it's not stealing, you at least get inspiration enough to create your own product, so... 
Oh, boy. we've all taken a little bit from from a lot of people. You know, it's funny you should say that. We, um, I was just talking with a couple of artist friends, and we were saying the exact same thing that that regardless, and this goes across the board for every profession and artisans and whatever, everything. You know, we're all standing on the shoulders of everyone that's come before us. So it, it makes it a lot easier to, to, to you know, start in at, at, that, at the point they just left off on right. and, and take it and run with the ball. You know, um, we're not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> You're just making a way nicer one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, you're kind of just uh, improving on it. Sure, sure. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, un- until we we find, you know, figure out anti gravitation, and we don't even need a wheel anymore. You know, that, that's how, that's what I see. You know? <laughs> wheel, what wheel? We don't have a damn wheel. <laughs> it's like, well, I was gonna drive something, but my hoverboard was in the shop. Yeah, yeah. Well, once we figure out how how to make. Uh, element 115 that seems to be that's what the uh, uh, that's what's running the uh, spaceships that they have out at Area 51 oh, according to Bob L- L- Lazar anyway so are you doing any of that that's pretty oh, wild oh my stuff. gosh yeah that's that's like a whole other wormhole we could get into there uh, but, oh uh, yeah yeah I'm just I'm just segueing here we're going we're back to the we'll be back to the game stuff here in a second <laughs> but but that stuff just fascinates me and I don't know just, yeah they're here they've been here a long time long 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 time Really, and you know, and, and everybody goes, "Oh no, what if they want to eat us?" And they didn't eat us a long time ago. They could have taken us over in an afternoon. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> they true. came here, didn't they? <laughs> All you have to do is just shut the switch off. All right, everybody, power down. That's the end of that. But you know, by lunchtime, you're like, "Okay, well, I got bed sheets on a stick. We're surrendering." You know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be it. <laughs> yep, our pistols ain't good enough for them ray guns. <laughs> yeah, I, now I can see a couple of southern boys digging in and giving it a go, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, they they uh, they would go down fighting, but they they might oh, burn up quickly. Oh, oh yeah, goodness. there would be a lot of ammo shot, and mm. uh, and they'd just be hitting forest fields, and you know. <laughs> But they'd have fun just before it all went got burnt to a crisp. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that, that's why I'm optimistic about the whole thing. You know, it, let's face it: if they got the technology to come here, they could have shut this down any by any afternoon, any time they wanted to, any time. I think they're grooming us. Well, that's what I think. I think they're waiting for us to get smart enough to go. Hey, welcome to the galactic community. I'll show you how to work a wormhole. You travel all over the fucking place. And you'll love that. <laughs> It'd be nice to just go back to the early 80s. But uh, yeah. I, uh, I was surprised all the different, like, freelance work you've done over the years, like a diet right and, like, some other things. Like, what's some of the uh, randomest, like, projects you've worked on over the years? Well, you know, the funny thing, most of my... Um, career was in the ad agencies, you know. Um, that's what paid the bills. That's what kept the lights on. Um, I, I love that I, you know, I had kind of this long enduring game career, and I got very lucky in that most of the games I worked on, you know, were hits or 
minor hits or even the ones that that were flops became famous flops you know <laughs> like, like professor pac-man has become like a unicorn in the oh, in the yeah. industry now just just too funny uh, you know uh, but i was like i said kind of in the right place at the right time on, on that but i gotta be honest if i had to rely on the gaming industry for my income and keeping the lights on i would have folded a long time ago oh my god yeah, the, the pay in the in the business it sucks. It's terrible. Well, the companies are not very appreciative of the artists. Uh, kind of treat us like crap. And, and I, I think if you can ask around, you'll probably find the same story from everybody. I know Brian Cole will tell you this. What well, great great story about uh, um, when we first got hired. He and I got hired about a week apart from each other at, at Ballet in 1982. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so. Um, w- we, okay, so now we're doing a panel. I think it was in Florida. I don't remember where. It doesn't matter. Um, and somebody asked us, oh, when, when you started, what was your starting pay? We all started laughing. I said, oh, man, they were so cheap. Even though it was 1982, because I couldn't believe how, how cheap they were. They hired me at 19.5. So that was my salary, yearly salary, under 20000 Even in 1982, that sucked. That was terrible. And, and uh, like, uh, there's a couple of people sitting at the table, and Brian's at the all the way at the other end, and he leans over, so he looked down at me, and, I, and, and he goes, "Are you kidding me?" And I went, "I know." And I assumed because he was like the fair-haired child. At least we thought he was. That was our impression of of him was like that he was a fair-haired child because, you know, this guy he he makes wacko. What the hell? They, they actually built the thing, and it turns out he had nothing to do with that. But that was our impression. So that, that just goes to show how, how much misinformation was thrown around the place all the time to keep everybody clueless. Even then, in '82, they they, they definitely kind of kept us apart. You know, probably should know too much. So wow. anyway, anyway, getting back to the pay thing. Uh, Brian goes, are you kidding me? And I go, I know, 19.5. He goes, no, I'm saying, are you kidding me? Because they hired me at 14.5 oh, no. a week later. And I, I about dropped the mic. I went, I'm sorry. You, you can you can take this one. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I was complaining. You got you got reason. Yeah. He goes, but none of us knew better. You know, we were fresh out of school, right. and we were so <laughs> eager to get on. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, dream job. And it was a dream job. Oh, sure. Oh, it made my career totally. My oh, uh, okay. And I started at a, t- a little uh, sign shop in Chicago Ridge, out of the, well, the southwest suburbs of Chicago. You know, fresh out of, out of college, and uh, you know, I was, uh, designing the sign. No, no computers, so it was all hand lettered. You know, boy, did I learn a lot about lettering and how to do, oh my God, two years of hand lettering every sign that came through that sign shop. You know, I got good, real real good and real fast. Um, learned how to hand letter. You know, the guys on the back of the shop were still doing it by hand. This is 1980, you know? Wow. So, yeah, they, they had just invented vinyl lettering. I remember we... we 
<laughs> we built we built a box. We built a vacuum box. We took it like a a, a shop vac <laughs> and hooked it up to this box we built. Had a piece of plexiglass. We put some you know fluorescent lights inside of it and created our vacuum table and <laughs> so that we could lay out um, vinyl lettering. They, they just they already came cut back in the early days. So okay. and. Uh, yeah, it was like the first days of, of vinyl lettering. That was that was wow. pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so that was my first job, and then I, I, I ended up at, at uh, ballet after that, and, and just couldn't believe it overnight. Um, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm like in an art department with the art gods, with all the guys that had done artwork on the pinball machines that I played religiously all through college. You know, uh, we would skip class to go play pinball. And I realized that's where I really, really got my education was over at the student union playing pinball. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with whatever they were talking about over at the, you know, the art department. Well, whatever the hell's going on over there, who knows? Who cares? You know. <laughs> Probably drawing something, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right, right. No, man. Are you kidding me? We got, they got Barracora here. Barracora. <laughs> You know, so and, and it's funny because like now I'm, I'm like best friends with Doug Watson who did Barracor. I know I've actually got that, that glass. Uh, he gave me a back glass oh, of, wow. of Barracor. So you know, I've got that. Uh, I should frame that. It's not somewhere here, <laughs> but I know I have it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of funny because like that was the game I played. You know? Yeah, I love. And, and, and it's like nuts, and you know, all of a sudden I'm like I'm, I'm working, and you know, like he's in the next cubicle. And that was just, it was blowing my tiny little mind, man. <laughs> That's what I love about stories like that. I mean, I feel like nine tenths of the people I interview, I grew up watching, or I played the game they worked on. I mean, just like with you in Mortal Kombat, and then it's cool to hear those stories from the people I'm interviewing that they still have those like uh, you know full motion around the circle moments. Hell yeah! You know, we all got involved because we were gamers and we liked playing games. We loved doing it, and, and uh, you know, so you knew who did the artwork, and you knew all about the gameplay, and you knew the, you know, what order you had to hit the bumpers, and, you know, all that. You knew everything about it because we were fans, you know. And, and uh, you know, so like I said, it was like the ultimate. You know, dream job. You went from fan to creator, and and never looked back, and and has been a creator ever since. This is my dream job. It really is. You know, and I'm glad that I got I did all the advertising stuff. Um, you know, because I kept the lights on, and I did some great fun stuff. I mean, look at like you said the diet right cola. Um, can. Right. Yeah, nice. I, you know, I, there was a lot of illustrations of. This is before Photoshop was really up to snuff to, you know, pull, like now, that's, that's all I do. I, I haven't, uh, I mean, I got on the computer like a, a late, actually, 2004. I waited oh, wow. a long time um, before I, I, you know, started doing Photoshop. But, that, but that's all I do now. I, like, I, um, I draw everything in pencil first. So it's still old school, new school, kind of a, a melding of, of okay. you know, things um it's all hand drawn first everything um and then i scan it in and then assemble it on lot or uh, in, in photoshop you know and uh and then colorize it as i see fit or whatever you know add effects and, and the nice thing about it is i've kind of got 
I've got all my old paintings. You know, so how, how long did I actually do real paintings? What, 25 years? <laughs> you know, a lot of paintings, you know. Wow. So, yeah, so, um, you know, there, there's all kinds of, of watercolor patterns and salt, you know, salt technique stuff. And now it's become my library. You know, I just go and, and, and uh, you know, back in the day when I was trying to manipulate the, the, you know, the effect that I'm sprinkling the salt on the watercolor, hoping that it will, you know, accentuate whatever the heck it is that's going around. Now, I can just go and pick and choose whatever, you know, pat. Oh, there you go. Stick that right there. It looks perfect. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and there's no more paint spills. There's no more buying, you know, Grumbacher titanium white, you know, for 20 bucks a bottle. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I remember making, when I started doing this show in 2008, I made flyers on paint, Microsoft Paint, and now I have an app okay. for it. So it's yeah, like, you know, you it's amazing how the world changes. But another question I was thinking of um, that I don't think I've ever asked anyone or ever looked up was what oh, was okay. into making an actual cabinet uh, for back in the day making the arcade games? Uh, like, how did they how did they go about doing well, it? Yeah, or? like what was kind of like the material? How was it built? Like, what were some of the first? Oh, you're okay. talking about like putting vacuum cleaner parts to one. So I just wonder, like, how? Oh, oh, oh. well, that was at the sign shop when we 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 were. We built a vacuum table, you know, to to actually lay the um, 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 vinyl lettering out on. Uh, but no, you're you're not so far off. Actually, when I first started at Ballet in in uh, it was March of '82, um, every cabinet was a one-off. You know, they were it was it was like uh, you know. Um, Cars in the fifties. Every year they came out with a brand new model that was completely different from the year before. You know what? <laughs> How long did that last? You know, well, the fifties. <laughs> well, say right. Same thing here. That's what was happening. Is every game had its own unique cabinet, and uh, boy, the engineers were in there. You know, there was a small army of engineers in the, in the next uh, um, building or whatever. You know. Um, yeah. That were, they were doing all all these things, and somewhere, um, I think it was like right after Tron. I had just done Tron with Doug Watson. It was my first game, um, and I, I don't know, I was so naive. I, like I did all the color uh, separations on it, and uh, um, luckily I didn't know how hard it was <laughs> because I'd never done it before. <laughs> because if I'd known, like later, years later, looking back at it and thinking, that was like one of the most difficult like color separations <laughs> that you could ever do. And it was the very first thing I ever did. I'm kind of glad I didn't know that. Because <laughs> it might have freaked me out a little bit. It, yeah. it was tough. But, but you know what? I was so ambitious I wanted a. Oh, I want to make a big, big show. All right, here, here was my realization. Um, when we we were um, um, hired by, I was hired by Midway, and I was with uh, Larry Dayback and and uh, Rich Gaffinis. Rich was my boss. We were just the three of us, and we were the kind of the Midway group. Wow. 
and then um, that was that went on for about uh, maybe a couple months, and then uh, we were told uh, they're bringing over the the ballet art gods. You know, <laughs> these guys all the the pinball artists, and for five, six, seven years, you know, they're all super experienced. Like, you know, that's who they're bringing over, and we're melding the two art departments. Mm. And you know, for my first thought, it was, oh my god, be, oh my god, I can't believe it! I'll be working with the art guys. And then, of course, a nanosecond later, ah, oh, no, yeah, I got to shine in that group. Uh oh, jeez, <laughs> right, right. You know, so and I mean, I was green, 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 green. Could not be. You know, my only experience was was doing uh, science up until that point. I mean, actual work experience. I I was drawing all kinds of sci-fi and fantasy and monsters and you know all that crap at night. You know, like a madman trying to put together a portfolio to a show that got me the job. But. You know, none of that stuff had ever been published or anything. You know, <laughs> my only experience was making science. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. so <laughs> now, now it's the big time kids, and uh, <laughs> you, you got to shine or not. So anyway, getting back to the cabinets. Um, yeah, after after Tron, uh, was working in Satan's Hollow, and that actually the Satan's Hollow cabinet became kind of the standard. Well, that shape cabinet. And that was one of the first, and then uh, they had incorporated on, they kind of took it from Pac-Man. Pac-Man was a one-off, but they let, they were like, hey, you know what? We can make that our standard. And, wow. and that's that's how they kind of adapted it. Um, the, the, the one thing like that was interesting was Satan's Hollow, it was right after Tron, and it has the same uh, F-14 um, uh, joystick you know, handle, and that was a um, a, a Gomez. Um, what can I think of for saying? Oh my god! Uh, I'm I, I'm hating this. I'm having a senior moment. George Gomez. Sorry, George Gomez. That was his uh, design, the F14 uh, um, joystick on the on Tron, and then we used it on Satan's Hollow, and they also had that that um, like a bezel. Um, that had a black light on it and, and it lit up everything on Tron all you know they had all the black light stuff going on that was just co- so cool and we had it on Satan's Hollow too there really wasn't any black light stuff in Satan's Hollow but it was cool <laughs> you know <laughs> it had this black light on I don't know why but I, I, I always thought to myself shouldn't we make the colors fluorescent if we're doing the black light no no, no we're doing just fine just keep going <laughs> okay <laughs> So anyway, um, I think they had it in their heads that they were they were going to put this black light bezel on every game, and then Satan's Hollow was, I think might have been the last one. There might have been one more, um, but I think Tron, Satan's Hollow, and maybe something else, and then they just abandoned that because it was just an extra added cost, and, and for what you know, it's cool looking, but. You know, I'm sure some bean counter went, how cool is it? It's not cool enough to justify the price of this, you know? <laughs> and that was the end of that. Hmm. So um, the cabinet, the, like the standardized cabinet, kind of went went for an evolution. I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. Is that, you know, thing, there were things that, that were, that were going to be part of it and then not part of it. Um, when we worked on Tapper, that was right after that, too. Um Originally, there it was going to be in a cabinet uh, for a game called Mappy. Do you, 
Do you know the the game Mappy? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, uh, it was a uh, that was by Pat McMahon, uh, super talented guy. Um, but anyway, it had the marquee was a, a square marquee. You know, it was like like twenty by twenty by twenty. You know, um, just, just too late. Anyway, um, so my original tapper design is made to fit in a square format. Okay. And and then after I had designed that, uh, they decided, no, they're going to incorporate the, um, what became the standard, uh, you know, uh, um, midway cabinet. And then they put every game in that midway cabinet from there on, which was actually pretty cool. And then, you know, we just kind of, not now, we didn't have to sift through, you know, a whole new set of blueprints. Every time you got a brand new game, you know, you, you had to go back. And, oh, I, I became an expert at reading blueprints pretty fast. You had to. Right. <laughs> you know? So, and, and, the, and the thing there, too, is to save money. Um, when you did the black line artwork, um, they'd always have us do it at half size and then oh. blow it up to full size. So, you know, you're like, oh, geez, don't make any mistakes because now you're, you're blowing them all up. You know? <laughs> right. So, yeah, so you really, boy, I'll, I'll tell you, I remember kind of agonizing over that. Just knowing, you know, as you're drawing on anything, this is going to be blown up twice the size. Twice the size, you know. <laughs> no imperfections. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, what, what do they say? Uh, strive, uh, strive. I forget what it is. Oh, strive for greatness, not perfection. There you go. Now, <clears throat> well, of course, you're so, uh, you're going to be at Effing Con again this year. Yes, yeah, it'll be fun. That was a fun show last year. We got to hang out with you for a long time. That was cool. Are you are you able to show your your poster fully now, or are you still not allowed? <laughs> well, um, nothing has actually changed on that. Um, I the, the, I can talk about some of it, and not some of it right now. Um, there's a couple of things that are in in the works that um, I, I probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm talk about so let's not <laughs> but um yeah the cease and desist is still in in the works Jeez. um i have been kind of dancing around it in that uh everything that i bring to the show is uh, uh available for if for the asking for free okay so if you, if you like for sure but it won't be signed you want it signed? That you're buying my autograph. So, that, so I'm not making a profit off of. <laughs> it's, it's a gray area. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> and legally, it's, it is a gray area. It's got, oh you know, God. but it's but it's it, depressing and sad. At least I'm sure on your end, but to me, because you put so much work into that, then now you oh. have to be able to deal with that. Yes. I know, I know. Hey, I, I almost expect Disney to show up on my doorstep because, uh, you know, I, I started uh, signing Tron stuff. Oh. Uh, you know, how long before that happens? <laughs> now that I mentioned it. <laughs> somebody somebody be listening to this Disney, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody that works for Disney or oh, even probably uh, cleans floors at Disney listens to my show. 
I'll tell you right now, anybody that worked for Disney or, or probably more accurately used to work for Disney, because let's face it, they have been they have been shoveling out their people. I don't know if you're aware of it or not. I, I'm involved with, with a, um, a design group that's putting together a huge, um, like like a, a venue, like a Universal or Disney style type um, park, an eco-friendly, green, self-sustaining, um, state-of-the-art um, animal park. It's kind of like. Uh, Epcot meets Animal Kingdom meets Universal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we've been designing this for about five years now. And we're kind of in, in the process of, of uh, uh, getting financing and, and that sort of stuff for us. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's where, where was I going with that? <laughs> what was your original question? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you can't ask me. I already lost track of that oh, one. Oh, damn it. I hate when that happens. Another senior moment. Oh, my God. Uh, so You're anyway, a talker that, and I'm a listener, so if I just keep okay. listening, I'm not going to remember what I started talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that, actually, that, that's the project that I'm, I'm kind of uh, involved with uh, now, is, is uh, designing um, this, this big, uh, huge uh, park. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I've designed a couple of rides, and uh, well, that's kind of what I do now. Is 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 um up here in Chicago, we have Bankston Pumpkin Farms. I'm very connected to them. I've, I've designed a couple of rides out there, and I've designed a bunch of bunch of graphics for the place and all sorts of stuff. And um, yeah, we're gonna. That's what I do now. Is I I sculpt stuff. I make like a big. Big, huge, uh, let's see, I made a 12 foot tall volcano for a dinosaur park out in Indiana. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that. That was about the last yeah, time we were talked last. Yeah, yeah, that was last year, about a year ago. Um, yeah, so I do a lot of sculpting and, and uh, all over the world, actually. These just happen to be local projects that I'm involved with, but uh, yeah, all, all over the place. So that kind of came out of, um, uh, I used to own a haunted house. Here in Chicago, uh, you know, a professional, you know, haunted attraction. Uh, we, it was big. We had like about seventy cast members. Wow, a lot. Yeah, um, there was eight thousand square feet uh, indoors and another twelve thousand square feet outside. It was a big show. Holy you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I had a security team of, of a dozen guys. We'd have three three cops on our payroll every night. Fire department. Oh yeah, it was a big deal. You know? It's huge, huge show. Great fun. I heard cats, <laughs> but um, yeah, I did that for nine years, and uh, um, it was it was a top ten show. I'm very proud of that. We did we did great great. And it was all the cast. You know, um, I I was a huge um. I loved my cast. I realized they were the show. It didn't matter how well you built the place. It always came down to them. So I made sure that we treated them like like family. Always. You know? And, and uh, I think I really believe that that's why our show was, was so good. I had such a dedicated crew. Because they, you know, we treated them right. 
know, we weren't, basically, we just weren't dicks, okay? (laughs) That's a big deal. It's a big deal, you know? Absolutely, that's the way to be. Well, wrapping Uh, up, um, where can anybody find you at if they want to book you for a convention or want some work done or maybe a house built? <laughs> hey, I, I I design a lot of buildings, uh, like at, at uh, you know uh, theme parks and stuff. A lot, a lot. Surprisingly, you know, little mine shacks and um, barns and you know uh, haunted houses. <laughs> you name it, everything. We we don't everything once at least. Maybe <laughs> some of them twice. <laughs> Um, where can you find me? Wow. Um, I just had my Facebook hacked. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd say, yeah, there's a great place. It used to be. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess if, if you want Paul Niemeyer's ghost to ask you for money in a messed up language, then. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully by the time this, anybody hears this, this situation will be resolved. But, oh, my God, it is not uh, so far. And Facebook has not exactly been forthcoming with the help either so uh, I don't think they're set up to, to fix what, what these the scam these guys were running um, but it, it will get it will get fixed but yeah oh my god I'm, I'm just like deluged with people uh, sending me a, a screenshot of, of some badly worded you know I'm, I need money urgent <laughs> I, I could pay you back soon <laughs> Done drove my car into the dish. Can't afford a tow truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you wire me some funds, I'll get you back. Promising. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So, you know, a, a lot of my friends have been kind of having fun with it. You know, you know like Senator Jimmy going, hey, I knew right out of the gate that wasn't you, man. <laughs> you know? There was no way you wrote that. Much less ask for money. My God, I have a hard time asking for money when when people do owe me money. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 there's probably a special place in hell for those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll figure it all out. Um, yeah, where can you? I, I, I'd say. Uh, well, I'm going to say that'll be up and running again, and. Uh, so, uh, uh, email address, I guess, if you don't mind sharing. What is that? I, said, uh, I guess people go, could always get a hold of you on email if you don't mind sharing. Oh, oh, sure. No, that's fine. Yeah, we'll share my email address. That would be fine. Absolutely. It is what is art for? The number four. Like W A T. I'm sorry. W H. Let's start from the start again. Oh, my God. W H A T. I-S-A-R-T, the number four, at gmail.com. What is art for at gmail.com? Okay. Took long enough to get that out, huh? <laughs> I'm having a technology breakdown lately. I don't know why. I can't figure out how the USB goes. This little stupid duck face, get in there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, you've only been using it for 20 years. How is this not working? You know? <laughs> Turn it around. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got you. Well, I appreciate you giving me uh, quite a bit of time. Yeah, I think it's about the longest interview I've done in, in years. 
Oh well, thanks. I think maybe not. Was there any? Was there any content in it? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I got my my questions answered, and probably some I didn't have answered. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I know. I I probably segued a lot, but I tend okay. to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it's really been an interesting life. I've I had just just a fantastic time. You know, oh, meeting sure. so many wonderful people in, in, in uh, the gaming industry and, and the advertising industry, and then the, and there's crossover between you know, um, people that are like me are kind of in both and doing a lot of other things, and, and uh, you, you really meet some some wonderful, talented, interesting people, and now uh, going on the show circuit and doing the conventions and uh, hanging out with with you know. Legends, these guys, you know, the, Tim Kittrell and Brian Cohen and and uh, um, Warren Davis and just just everybody, like Carlos Piscina and Dan Piscina and, and Richard Devizio, Philip Ahn and um, Anthony Marquesa and just Leo Montalango. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm just hanging out with all these great, great people uh, from back in the day, and we never even knew each other back then. So it's so cool to kind of hear everybody's stories from back then, and, then, and we, we kind of we kind of put together the timeline. You know, like oh, when you were doing that, I was doing that. You know, so we're all kind of figuring it all out. It's, it's very cool. It's kind of kind of writing our story as we go. You know. So, anyway, that, that, that'll be my, my closing thought. How's that? <laughs> well, that sounds good, Paul. Thank you so much for joining me. It's like feeding time here. The dogs are going crazy. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I'm, I'm sure mine are flipping out, too. It's feeding time here, too. <laughs> Go feed the dog, man. <laughs> well, I'll see you, uh, probably see you in a couple months down at Effingcon. And, uh, you know, anywhere else you go, have safe travels and have fun. Thank you, Ian. Uh, always a pleasure talking to you, and thank you again for having me on the show. I totally appreciate it. Uh, take care, everybody. God love you. Peace out. Same here. Always a pleasure. Thanks again, Paul. Have a good night. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. All guys. Big thanks to Paul Niemeyer, and we will see you, well, probably next week sometime. Got to get uh, Bernard Robichaud rescheduled. Got a couple people um, that I've heard from that I need to get dates to, so we will see you when we see you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night.